This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis Macareg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. The train makes a turn and her suitcase begins to roll in the aisle. Not thinking, but instinctively, I grab the handle to keep it from smashing into the adjacent seat and popping open. She reacts at the same time, leans forward, and her shoulder bumps into my arm. Almost instantly, what feels like at least 5,000 volts of electricity jolts us. For the first time in a year, the contact with a woman is elating. She turns her smooth-skinned face to me and says, Thank you for saving me from tripping over it. I gently smile and reply, A trip to the emergency room is no fun, especially if you're on vacation. A part of me wants to start a conversation with her, but not wanting to be rude, I decide to back off. So acting busy with my phone, the music plays. An hour later, the scenery changes into a vast countryside. Fields of green, dotted with leafy trees, melt into the horizon. Then she's grumbling. What's going on? She's mumbling something under her breath, as she taps on the apps on her phone. It's the perfect opportunity to talk to her. Your phone died? You can use my portable battery charger. She points to the bars of the signal icon. I can't get any signal. If you move your phone closer to the window, it might do the trick. She tries my suggestion and waves her phone around, searching for the best spot. Her attempt is unsuccessful, so she places the phone on her lap. Frustration is written all over her face. Having a strong signal on my phone, I suggest you can connect your mind, no charge. She seems reluctant to take my offer. I couldn't blame her. A stranger like me? With my luck lately, I might damage your phone and make it useless. I've been wanting to do a total reset of my phone anyway. Sorry, but I don't really know you. I'm Greg, short for Gregory, like the Pope, but I understand what you feel. I'm taking a risk too by sharing my phone. She studies my black hair and set of deep brown eyes, searching for a reason to trust me. A few seconds later, she unlocks her phone. If you were named after a Pope, then it's good enough for me. The name Green Olives flashes on my phone. Is that you trying to connect? She taps on her phone and says, I'm Olivia. My right eyebrow goes up. Really? Like the olive? Well, in that case, we're not strangers anymore. Peeking over her shoulder, she's scrolling through her email and checking some posts on her social media account as if hungry for information. About 10 minutes later, she puts her phone down. Are you here on business? 
she asks. Wanting to lighten the mood, I say, I'm going to Venice to learn how to become a gondolier, and if that doesn't work, then back to my day job. Pretty sure it takes longer than three days to become one, she says laughing. We exchange travel stories and funny things that happened along the way. Two hours flew by fast. Next thing I know, the train is slowing down. We are gliding across the land bridge over the lagoon. The buildings of Venice on the outlying islands begin to appear. And from a distance, a sea of red tile roofs. We're finally here. Indeed, it'll make a good entry on my diary. Which spot will you be visiting first? With enthusiasm, she says, St. Mark's Square. I want to be where the action is right away. Stay away from the pigeons and from those overpriced coffee shops. Nice that I'm sitting next to a travel expert. I point to my guidebook. Just read it an hour ago. The passengers start getting out of their seats. Suddenly, it seems they were given a shot of adrenaline. Eager to get out first, as if the doors would remain open for only a few seconds. If our fellow passengers were half-conscious during the ride, they are now all wide awake, like soldiers ready for a battle. The fight to get to the water bus station first. Feeling that we need to do the same, we gather our belongings and prepare to disembark. While waiting for the train to make a full stop, she tells me one last piece of advice. If you ever get lost, just follow the yellow sign with the arrow pointing to either Rialto Bridge or St. Mark's Square. Will do. As we walk down the aisle of the train, our strides are unhurried as if neither one of us want to end our impromptu encounter. She might purposely be slowing down as if buying time and waiting for me to make a move. Our flirting has been up and butterflies in my stomach are starting to flutter. Should I ask her to join me for dinner in one of those restaurants with outdoor seating along the banks of the canals and maybe go for a stroll afterwards? Who knows where it might lead? But just as we are about to walk inside the terminal, she preemptively says, Thank you for the chat. It would have been a boring trip without your company. The abruptness of her goodbye might mean she's brushing me off. Maybe she is really going to Venice to meet her lover and chatting with me was just a way to alleviate her boredom during the long train ride. I decide not to push it and play it cool, as if hooking up later didn't even cross my mind. Her statement is loud and clear. She doesn't want to get involved with anyone. Period. We have just arrived in one of the most beautiful and romantic cities in the world, yet I'm watching her walk away from me. Part of me 
wants to chase her. Maybe I just misinterpreted her body language. Disappointed at saying nothing, at the same time, it's probably best it turned out this way. What could possibly happen during our brief stay anyway? A whirlwind romance? Besides, it only happens in the movies. Even if we connect, I'm pretty sure it'll end up a disaster. My pace slows as she disappears into the crowd. Please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon, at online retailers and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to the second episode of my podcast. So finally, when Greg settled in, the first thing I wanted to say is that, okay, now that the connection between the two main characters has been established, I need a way for them to connect. The idea of her luggage rolling away from her and with Greg being a nice guy, helping her is the most natural thing to do. There has to be a way for the two to start some sort of conversation. Again, this thing happened to me. I got this idea when I was on a crowded bus while I was on a backpacking trip in the Philippines. The bus made a sharp turn when a passenger's box slid across the aisle and slammed into my leg. She apologized. I just laughed it off and pushed it back in her direction and didn't think much about it. For some reason, that particular incident was burned into my memory. I don't even know how she looked or where I was. So unique. And of course, I wanted to establish the appearances of the main characters. That's important most of all. I want the universality of them having light brown or black hair. Eventually, the, the bond is established. This is the part where the two are forced to acknowledge each other's presence and hopefully a conversation would begin and for the two of them to start talking to each other. Get the ball rolling in to the direction of the story, right? They learn from each other and begin to establish trust but not revealing any secrets right away. So the two of them will be in an awkward situation that moment where having to decide if they will continue seeing each other. There are only two choices, really. Walk away or move to the next encounter. So for this scene, I decided that uh, they can't be together. At least not just yet. Exchange pleasantries. That's it. It's kind of like real life. We can't just be together right away it just doesn't kind of like make it so natural and real when you meet a stranger on a trip you're a bit scared and your guard is upright though i wanted them to get together right away since they just met it would be better to uh, stretch it a bit 
in a nice romantic plot. It's too fast and, you know, there's no there's no room to to grow or to get to somewhere. You want to let your readers be in suspense if the two will get together again. Let's face it, in any story there are lots of uncertainties. It's just the way it is. It's just life. If you meet someone, you don't really know if you will meet them again. There are that elements of what-ifs. Misread body language, misinterpreted gestures, leading to heartaches. It makes the story more interesting when there is an element of what's going to happen next. The readers will be intrigued to continue on reading, or in this case, listening, and wanting to find out what's going to happen on the next episode.